0: Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, March 23, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First and foremost, let's get out of the way those purple or fuchsia lines on top of the screen. We're going to expand the chart when we go down to a smaller time frame and those numbers will become evident what they are, they reference back to inside the numbers. But what we're gonna do right now is set the table, right? We had an important week on our hands, so it may be shaping up to just that, an important week. Today is happy anniversary. Anniversary to who? It's the anniversary of the corona low exactly one year ago. Interesting, of note, puzzle piece, On the table. If that's meaningful and anniversaries are meaningful, are we making a lower high? Possibly. We already made a lower high. Will it stick is the question. I also want to reference something as it relates to a bunch of emails that come in, a bunch of posts and all that stuff. I understand other traders, I understand other people or people in general like to tell me I was wrong. I get that but we need to be clear about what was wrong. What was wrong was when we said that, or I said that, the third week in February would mark an important place, an important top in the market, I originally thought that that would ultimately be the top in the market. When we talked about that, a number of times I said, if in fact they do make a new high, it's not gonna be by much and it's not gonna matter because they still have an appointment with lower prices later. I said that. You can go back to the videotape. It's of record. Now, let's get back down to brass tacks. The market was a little squirrely today. It was a little squirrely yesterday. They've been missing numbers. When they miss numbers, I know something is different. I know something is awry. You don't know exactly what it is, and you don't know which way they're going to go to fool you before they do the thing that they're ultimately going to do. Some of it will become evident when we go over inside the numbers in a little while in terms of what they did, the miss, then they did the thing. It's interesting how the day unfolded. The more quirky the market seems when they're not doing the thing they normally do and they're kind of jerking around and they're doing other stuff, something is awry. They're setting up for something larger than a bread box. We've talked about this before, and what was inside my head today was just that. You didn't know exactly how it's gonna unfold, at least I didn't, but the fact that they were quirky, they were a little bit strange in terms of trading the tape. Those type of situations, those type of days or market environments are generally a precursor to something bigger than the bread box mentioned before. Remember, we've had divergences of late. We had a divergence yesterday with the IWM. We'll get to all that. We're gonna to go to the individual charts as the video goes along. At present, what's the line in the sand in terms of the bull bear battle that goes on? Well, for now, it's still 392. Here's a 15 minute chart. 392 in my book, and of course, it's a give and take. It's 392, maybe it's 392.11. Maybe it's 391.94. It's something in this area that the market believes is important and has become somewhat magnetic of recent. You can even go all the way back to over here from the 18th. So they run a test of 392, they break down, they get back above it. Now, there's other numbers, I get that, but just bear with me. So over here, they spend a little bit of time at 392, they come back to 392, they're playing with 392, they run a test of 392, making a low... 392.06 over here, then they spend some time around 392 later in the afternoon before they break down all the way into the end of the day. I'm just giving you how I am looking at this particular chart. You don't have to agree, you can agree. I'm looking at 392 and I'm saying it was important before the day began, it was important during the day, and it's likely important if they try and rally the market Can they get back above 392? And by the way, just on this 15-minute chart alone, you can see where all the moving averages come in. Not all, but three out of the four. The convergence of the 50, the 100, and the 20 are all right around what? 392. It's funny how that works. Here's an hourly chart. We have a big time breakdown candle. Well, what was the top of the breakdown candle? How about 392 and a quarter? It's my contention, that 392 remains important. It remains somewhat of a pivot on the market. Now, they sell the market off on Wednesday, then we're not going to worry about 392. If they're rallying the market and they're trying to do a repair operation, as I like to call it, then we have to watch for 392. Let's talk a little bit about the downside. Let's just hypothetically say that they sell the market a little more. Whether it's tomorrow or it's beyond tomorrow, we can have this discussion. What's that 383.65 on the screen? Why has it been there? How come I haven't addressed it in some time? Well, it's based on a weekly close. So if they close the week, which they have before, but they've popped back above it and had a repair operation, at least on a temporary basis, 383.65 is my line in the sand on a weekly close. If they go down and close the week, That's a Friday close below 383.65 again. I think the selling can accelerate. Can they spike it and pop back up and they can do anything? What if they spike it? What happens if they absolutely kill the market? In the spirit of being pre-prepared for Wednesday, let's just say that that happens. Not saying it is going to happen. We don't know exactly what's going to happen when they open them on Wednesday or trade them out on Wednesday. But let's just say they're trading a lot lower. It's one of those really, really big down days. What's the number that would A, be a target, and B, provide support for the market? Well, maybe around 383.65, but I've actually got a number below that. It's around 381 to 381.50. Now, there's a lot of stuff before that. Namely, 385 is also extremely important. Why is that? Here's the reason. You have a 50-period moving average at 385.80. So let's say they're going to spike the 50-period moving average. Where are they going to go? Well, didn't you break out? We're talking about starting here at this low on the 4th. You made a low, you rallied the next day, they jerked around the following day, and then they gapped up. So that, in a sense, is a breakout area. So what's the low of the ninth? The low is 385.31. So they're gonna wanna come down to the 50-period moving average. They're gonna wanna come down and test a former breakout area. As if we didn't have enough lines on the screen, I put another one at 385.31, which is that low from the ninth. Now let's take it down a notch and see what else we got. Well, when we look at the hourly chart, it's nothing all that compelling but for the breakup candle low, which is the same low from the other chart, obviously. And so here's the way this would work from an intraday trading perspective. This is for learning purposes. Anything inside the numbers will be handled, obviously, in real time. There's a gap all the way down here at 383 and change. We have the important 383.65, and we have 385 that's just below the 50-period moving average. So it's actually somewhat of a crapshoot when you look at this saying, hey, if they're coming down with any velocity, how do you know where they're going to stop? And when you really don't have anything to sink your teeth into, you have to go to the lower price. You have to go to the gap, maybe down to the 381 and change. It's something in real time that has to be analyzed. About a 120-minute chart. So I wanted to point this out because I wanted to really emphasize the big breakdown candle that occurred. Now you see it on a two-hour chart. On a two-hour chart, it's more meaningful than a one-hour chart. So it's like double the flavor of an hourly chart, double mint gum. We also have to be aware of how these things generally go. Now, we don't know how the market's going to open on Wednesday, but we do know that if they begin trading higher, We can also say, when looking at the hourly or the two-hour chart, for example, that they may be creeping up the breakdown candle. What do they like to do? They like to run a test of the highs of breakdown candles. Do they always get to the high? No. Sometimes they make a bearish, flaggish pattern, and they hang down near the lows. Sometimes they make a wedge type of pattern, and they creep up halfway or all the way, and then they go back down. These are things that we have to be aware of when we see one of these breakdown candles. What does the market like to do? How do they react to these type of candles? Let's check out Inside the Numbers. We're gonna run through the commentary. I'm gonna point out a couple of things that were squirrely. We'll circle back to Stocks on the Move. We'll check out the good, the bad, and the ugly. As we always do, this is an open book. It's WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get, no mysteries. It was Turnaround Tuesday. It's funny how we always seem to be talking about turnaround Tuesday, and it always seems to be a turnaround Tuesday. Not every Tuesday, but a lot of Tuesdays. Wake up a little red, we're looking for more volatility than yesterday. That's the first thought at zero dark 30. We're moving along, we're going to the early thoughts. Today is the one year anniversary of the low following the corona crash. Of note, we've got a market that pulled back a little overnight. We're not going to make a federal case out of a garden variety retracement. As for numbers, I think we can all agree, and this is right out of the chute, 392 or thereabouts is important. They're back below this morning. Opening above or below will set the early tone of the tape. If they're above, it's back to yesterday and a float back to 393 and then some. If they're below, it's 390.80 as the first line of support backed up by 389.85 down to 389. Anybody know what the low of day today was? About 388.66. Not bad, eight hours earlier. Sound familiar? It should, because the same support numbers from yesterday are valid today. Let's move it along. You know the drill, we'll let them open the thing up so they can get going and we can get a handle on the early storyline. As we get closer to the opening bell, watch as they creep toward 392, garden variety. Why did I put that there? Because the definition of garden variety is commonplace. It's what they do. This includes the electronic session. What's the high in this candle? 392 on the button. What's the high over here? As we approach the opening bell, 391.89, as advertised. And we're moving right along. Now, here's where it gets interesting. It's before the opening bell still, but interesting nonetheless. Pay attention to the numbers. 392.50 is important and will be a target if they push higher after the open. Closing candles above is bullish and will bring another leg higher. Under normal market conditions, if reached early and on a straight shot, should be resistance on the first hit. If they should push above, the safety net is 393, which is another bucket of overhead resistance. On the flip side, remember 390.80 area, which should be initial support if reached early. And then as the day gets opened up, 9.36, so far, OXY, Occidental did the deal, nice trade, for the minimum required base hit, and then some. No change for the SPY above 3.92, and they'll likely make a run for the border at 3.92.50, give or take. Remember the safety net at 3.93. You know the drill, right at the vertical today's activity, here's a five-minute SPY chart. So here's what happened. They opened below 3.92, which theoretically set the tone for the day, and it did, but they popped them up right away. Okay, fair enough. So where are they going? 392.50, even as high as 393. So what are the lines? 392 here. Here's the 392.50, and they did go up there. They had some trouble with it, but then they did go higher. They didn't get to the line you see at 393.10. Where did they go? 393 on the button. What did they do? They turned right around and fell out of bed. Why was my number up at 393.10? We'll get to that in a moment. Let's move along and see what happened. The longer they take to get up, the more likely they'll trade above 392.50. However, sooner than later, 393, give or take, would be an opportunity for a short side trade. A spike above 393 will update if they go up there. And they're doing the deal at 392.50. They do not have to be done going higher. Now, couple of things. A, there are traders that hop on the long side and take the ride, we should know that. There are also traders, and some of them are the same, and some of them are just other traders that are waiting for a short trade up at 393 or above. There's something for everybody. Now here it is. The only short on the board for me is above 393 if reached soon, like in this push, okay? Traders taking the ride up north must book profits around 392.50 and can let the rest ride. Holding above 393 would be the smallest portion of the position as they should react up there, in the other direction. They did, I was looking for just a few cents higher. A little bit stingy, but that was the case nonetheless. Then at 10.04, a little blurb about the Baidu trade, we'll get to those trades later. Now here's where I'm saying 393.09 to 393.50 is the zone where traders can take a short on the SPY for a trade, not a marriage. Closing candles above 393.50 means the trade was wrong. Now, back to the chart. Let's set the table. I've adjusted the lines. Let's set the table for exactly what happened today. And here's where I say the market was quirky. It wasn't doing the normal thing that it does It did it a little bit different, and so therefore, you kind of look at it, or at least I look at it and say, while scratching my head, something is just different. Something is awry. So here's what we have. I'm looking to short 393.09, 393.10, something up in that neighborhood. Why? Because that's what the math said. That was the number. They make a high of 393 on the button, and generally speaking, it's going to be 393, give or take. Why did I say 393.10 today? I'm not 100% sure. I have an idea why, but if you're inside my head, you might look at me like I had three heads. I think it was part and parcel to me recognizing that something was just awry in the market, and me putting the number above and then missing it made me really think about it and understand that there was something awry today. At least, that's in my head, that's the way I'm looking at things. They come all the way down as they should have. This was the trade. We were looking for a short at 393+, and why? Because they were gonna come down to where? 392 or even lower, but 392 would have been and was the target. Then what happened? They find the low, they go all the way back up, and they do the thing that I originally wanted them to do early in the morning. They spike 393, they never get to 393.50. That was basically closing above area, would mean the trade was wrong, and they come back down again to where? Look at this candle here. The low is what? 392.06. Again, back to the target. I tell you all this stuff, and the way I think about it, because I think it's all part and parcel to the bigger picture that's unfolding. Remember, there's a big puzzle that we're filling in the pieces of. And when you see what picture this puzzle is, you're gonna be surprised. We're moving right along. Here's the IWM heading out to the woodshed at present down about three bucks. They ended up going down a lot more than that, but that was again a divergence from what was going on at the time with the S&P 500. When this happens, and it's my favorite market leading indicator, you have to take notice. Transports were down also. Now, I've given you already the commentary about the Missed My Number business, so we'll just move along. And what I urge you to do is pause the video. Read the notes. There's stuff in here that are learnable things. You can take away stuff inside the numbers, in the commentary, in the notes, every single day that you can learn from and use for yourself into the future. You can take that to the bank. Now here, when they go back up a second time, 393.10, is at the same trade as it was before? No, I didn't know they were gonna come immediately back down, but it wasn't the same trade. You have to call balls and strikes. It is a number and they missed it, so next time up might not stop awareness. If they fall, 390.80 is still support. And we're moving right along. By 11.53, that was the trade we were after this morning, so that's when the thing unfolded. I was a little bit ticked off, but so be it. That's the life of a trader. Current state of the tape. Now pay attention to this one because there are some members from inside the numbers that misunderstand certain things that I write. I go over this quite frequently, but I'm gonna do it again real quick. A target does not necessarily mean the market reverses back in the other direction. A target is if you're long the market and the target is above us, the target is where you exit the trade, or at least exit the majority of the trade. If the target is below us and you're short the market, the target is that's where they're going. They could go further, but that's where I can see they're going and you have to exit the trade just like we just discussed on the long trade. So here it is, above 392 and she's okay, below and she's not below, and they'll run a test of 390.80, which they came up short of this morning. Now, they ended up blowing through that, and my contention is because they came up short of it in the morning, and there was something else bigger developing throughout the trading day, hence the quirky stuff. And we're still moving along. Read the notes. Pause the video. Go back to the chart. Double-check the work. You'll see that we were harping on 392. If they're below 392, it opens the door for 390.80. That's a trade. And you can see here 255, and there's our target, 390.80. They can go lower, but traders who are short need to book profits at the target. Holding something is called a trailer. Now, we've got to take a look at stocks on the move. Long list today, and a lot of them hit their numbers But again, the quirky market took over and just because they hit their numbers doesn't mean there were trades in all these stocks today. We'll take a look at the charts and we'll go over it. QS, Trip, Oxy, Viacom, HP, Baidu, AA, and MP. Let's start with MP materials. Why? Because it was a shit burger. It didn't work. This was one of those trades that just didn't work. The numbers were wrong. They blew through two prices. Well, they didn't blow through the second one. You can see here they tried to find stability at the second one, but they couldn't. But they blew through the first, and the second really didn't work. And I got to tell you, this was one of those charts where I would take those two trades or those two numbers, again, 100% of the time. I went back to look, and basically the net net, the debrief is they just didn't work but the numbers are the numbers. There was nothing wrong, there was not a mistake made, it just didn't work. QS, getting a haircut at the open, and you see what happened short of the first number. 5780 was the first number, and they came up short and they had the trade. That was the trade you wanted. So 5780 is off the table, and then what happened? They come close to the second number and they give you the same trade without doing the number. So that number's off the table. The rest of it, they're just going back and forth in between the numbers, but that's what happened. That was evident today in not just this stock, but several stocks, they just weren't doing the numbers the way they normally do the numbers. There was something awry. Trip, they did it at the end of the day, the 4905, it doesn't count, they did it into the close when they killed the rest of the market. Net-net, the number worked, they just did it into the end of the day. Oxy at least gave us the rocket ride. 2629, right at the opening bell. They opened above it, spiked it, and immediately turned around, went back up in the other direction. The high is 2726, just minutes later. Almost a buck out of a $26 stock. It's not exactly a home run, but as a figure of speech, in minutes, it's a home run. How about Viacom? V I A C. 9260 was the number on the board. Opening print. 92.58, off the table, never got to the second number. Even though they did all this stuff, this was a no trade. Again, they're just playing games today. HP, they creep into the number, they try to recapture it, they can't. They trade away to the second number, they creep into it. This is not a trade, you don't want this. You want the ones that come straight into it. This isn't what we're looking for. How about Baidu? Some traders got this trade, some traders took this trade. I did not, why? Because of this right here. The low was 251.09 against my number of 250.85. They rallied away, and they did enough to consider it that would-be base hit was off the table, or at least the trade was off the table. So it worked anyway, but they didn't do it in the manner in which I prefer, and again, it's just that quirky behavior. Net-net on this one, you see what's going on here. The numbers work. All the way back up to about 264. How you doing? And that's while the market was getting taken out behind the woodshed. Alcoa, similar to all the rest. Look what the opening print was. 2839. So they didn't quite get to the second number. They ripped back up to the first number, come into the second number, do the deal kind of, sort of. Technically, they did the minimum required base hit off the second number. But again... This is not the ideal trade. Again, it was just the quirky stuff. The numbers work, it just didn't do it in the manner in which we prefer. What's going on over in camp IWM? Taken out behind the woodshed, shot three times. And by the way, down 3.3%, I'm calling it a woodshed day. Get ready, there's going to be more and worse. 207 is going to be extremely important. Here's where the IWM was heading into the abyss. They caught the market, rallied to new highs, giving up this low, this reversal day. Giving up the day, meaning closing below that day, 207.21 is trouble for the IWM. You can expect a bull bear battle around that price. The repair job for the IWM has to put it above two and a quarter, tall order, anything's possible, but that's where the repair job has to be, back above the 20 period moving average, we're calling it two and a quarter. What about the folks down at the transportation department? We put 14,150 on the board last night, they opened below it, they spiked it, they traded away, really never looked back. Where's real support for the transports? Let's say they're trading lower, what is the support? 13550 give or take. They should find garden variety support around that zone. Why? Because that's really where the breakout occurred. That is a former breakout area. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a market that runs up, and then all of a sudden, it's going to come back to do what? To run a test of a former breakout area. What makes this a breakout area? Well, the market ran up to that spot, and it basically had trouble getting through. It was somewhat rejected. So it ran up to this spot and it never really got through here. It traded down, tried it again, traded down, tried it again, and broke out. So when it comes back down to this general zone, I'm calling it 13,550 because I've done the math, but just from an eyeballs perspective, it's around this zone, 13,500, 13,600, in that general area, is the breakout area. Is it not? give you something else with the transports also. We talk about this all the time. So they run up, and they're making a bullish, flaggish kind of pattern. But the pattern breaks down. At least it's breaking down as of today. Now, if they catch the market and they stay above the 20-period moving average, technically there's nothing wrong with the tape. But I'm making an assumption that this pattern is breaking down the bull flagish kind of pattern that would generally send Price again up for another leg in the northern direction. Well, that same energy had been released, if it were to work out, had been released up in the northern direction, well, that same energy will now be, if this is a failure, it's a big if, but if it's a failure, it will be released in the southern direction. Food for thought, puzzle piece, it's not necessarily on the table because it hasn't happened yet, but it's in the box top, like the on-deck circle. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Now, here, this chart has always, at least of recent, right, the last several weeks, this chart has looked just materially different than everything else. Last night, we talked about a possibility of an inverse head and shoulders pattern. And here's something else. Again, we have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. We have to call them as we see them. The queues closed today at 317.22. It's not down that much. It's down a little bit. We see the transports that were down almost 2% today. The Russell got killed, but the queues are actually diverging against the tape and they held up. It's interesting, again, I'm chalking it right now up to the quirky stuff going on. And the flip side of a potential head and shoulders pattern, inverse head and shoulders pattern on the Q chart, is looking over at the weekly chart, right? The weekly chart has a what? Has a bearish, wedgish thing going on. There's no inverse, anything going on. And as long as they stay below this breakdown candle high, then they're ultimately going to break down in the southern direction. Trade back above the breakdown candle high, and we'll get the number 327.80. Back above that number on a weekly chart closing basis for sure. And the downside is what? Off the table. See how they've already run a test up in that direction 324.20? Not quite up to that high, but they ran some tests up there. They're working on it they're riding the 20 period moving average. One of two things is gonna happen. They're either going to rally and get above that breakdown candle high, or they're gonna break down below the 20 week moving average. One of those two things is going to happen. The financials, another down day in the financials. We got four in a row after spiking 35. Now two days closing below the 20 period moving average. I think it means something, it counts for something they were riding it, they weren't trading back and forth through it. So I think the 20 is meaningful, at least in my book. Now you look at the weekly chart and you have to understand what we're looking at. When you look at the weekly, you say, well, maybe they're coming back just to revisit the breakout area. What is that area? Well, it's right here. It's around 31. Getting back below, in fact, recapturing on the southern side below that breakout area And here it is, the high over here was 31.38. So if they were to recapture that and start getting below the 20-week moving average, it's one of those look out below scenarios for the XLF. However, if all they're doing is coming down to run a test of the 20-week moving average, home base, which they shouldn't get too far from, which they did, so what are they doing? They're coming back toward home base. We talk about that all the time. If that's all they're doing, coming back to test the former breakout area and home base, then that may be support. We'll get there when we get there, but that's how you have to look at the tape, being the umpire calling balls and strikes. about Smash Mouth? What do you see here? Well, you can't help but see a move lower, and then you have one of these bare-wedge type of situations. Well, can they go up higher? Of course they can. As long as they stay in this channel, they're ultimately going to break down like this, because that is the same bearish, wedgish kind of thing that we just talked about a couple of times, and you can see it, same as the Qs, they're riding the 20-week moving average, and they're making a bearish, wedgish thing. Again, above this breakdown candle, all bets on the downside would be off, 248.68 on weekly close. Inside of that, and this is a bearish, wedges type of pattern. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.